This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Hey, I'm Ray. And I'm Dean. And we're from Joy Breakfast. We hope you enjoy this Joy podcast. It is 10 minutes past seven on your Thursday morning. And over this past week, uh, the, the news has been a little bit crazy when it comes to the start of Sydney Gay and Lesbian Mardi Gras this year. Yeah, there's this little thing called asbestos mm-hmm. uh, that has been found in parks all over New South Wales. Yeah, so the fair day that normally would happen on Sunday and kick off an amazing couple of weeks of pride and inclusion in Sydney uh, had to take a little bit of a shift. So we're doing something a little special this morning. Yeah, definitely. Dean has gone and found a bunch of people who pivoted in extraordinary ways uh, and found out what they did in order to continue the pride. Yeah, because, you know, it's not that it's a misfire, but a fair day for Mardi Gras. Have you ever been before, Rach? Oh, yeah, love. Like, amazing. Huge. Huge, So much fun. Like, so amazing and such an amazing day for community. But when things shift a little bit, it's not as easy. So this is the first of the little chats uh, that we had. This is with Adam from Points of Difference, who we've spoken to before on the show. Love! Yeah. Normally Adam would be hard work, working hard at his stall, uh, but not starting with Fair Day meant he was able to start his Mardi Gras with a different type of queer culture thanks to Queer Screen. Normally Fair Day for me is exhausting. Um, I get there in the morning to set up at like 8 o'clock um, and then send up, set up the stall during the day and then spend the day having a wonderful time talking to people as they come through about what we do. Cancellation of Fair Day this year was something that required us to pivot and that's not something we've done for a few years. It's an unfortunate situation and there are, you know, we can go down the rabbit hole on, on how it happens and, and, and that sort of thing. But what's been wonderful was actually seeing the community rally around this, particularly the venues on Oxford Street and elsewhere and actually Newtown as well and, and other places that basically opened their doors for various groups, both community groups, businesses, et cetera, to come in, set up a table in the corner, be there for two or three hours and talk to people and actually seeing people get out and still engage with our community on the day. And we haven't seen something like that for, for some time, I don't think. Instead of going to Fair Day this year, I was very fortunate that I was able to take advantage of some tickets to the Westpac Open Air Cinema down at uh, the Fleet Steps because Queer Screen had their night there that night with a wonderful queer movie called All of Us Strangers. And if you haven't, if you don't know about the open air cinema, it's the most, arguably one of the most beautiful cinemas in the world. The backdrop is the Harbour Bridge, the Opera House and the city. The screen rises up out of the water very dramatically at the start of the night. As the night fell and as the fruit bats, um, the flying foxes rather, flew across in front of us, uh, which was quite fun. And there was actually a lightning storm playing up in the North, North, uh, the North Beaches area. So we saw that coming through as well. So it was a, a wonderful night seeing this incredible film. If you have a chance to see it, go and see it. I'm not going to tell you anything about it because there are spoilers. Adam kept on talking for quite a while about the film. So that was one we were promoting here on Joy for a while. It's the one I think I'm going to have to check out, Rach. <laughs> Won't give you any spoilers, but we'll talk for seven minutes about <laughs> it. That was Adam from Points of Difference who found a great way to pivot uh, 
after Fair Day got shut down. Yeah. Uh, what a great way to kick off Sydney Gay and Lesbian Mardi Gras. You're on Joy Brecky with Rachel and Dean. Joy. It is 18 minutes past seven with Rach and Dean. And we are chatting with, well, we've got, we're chatting about the cancellation of Fair Day and how Sydney's communities have pivoted post Mardi Gras. Now well, not Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras is still on. <laughs> post uh, Fair, <laughs> Fair Day. Day. Post Fair Day. We've got more audio that you have graciously gone out and gotten, and this time it's from Bella. Yeah, it's Bella from Harlan Starlet. I put the call out to say if anyone had interesting days, let us know. And Bella always has a very big start to the year, was actually at Victoria's Pride, selling accessories and merch, and Fair Day's always really massive. Of course, when it cancelled, that means everything shifts a little way, but this is actually a really beautiful story to hear about how her weekend change will be filled with so much community and so much support that she was able to give back. It was pretty devastating. Fair Day is arguably our biggest day of the year. And so to, to sort of find out about it and, and find out about it via social media, no less, was uh, a little bit heartbreaking. The community have been amazing over the last week in terms of people actually coming together and supporting all the charities that were supposed to be there, all the, the businesses that were supposed to be there and just the, the outpouring of love has been so incredible. I, I think I've cried about 7,000 times over the last week. I think the community as a whole is quite resilient and I think that we've kind of forced to, we, we've been forced to become resilient over the last few years, especially with um, all, all the hatred towards the community. And the, the weekend was incredibly amazing. We had, in the space of, of an hour and a half of them announcing the cancellation, you know, I had probably at least 90 messages from people just saying, are you okay? Is there anything that we can do? And then um, something amazing happened. Over the course of 24 hours, we were contacted by about 30 different organisations um, saying and, and bars and things like that saying, hey, we're doing this, or hey, would you like to come and do a pop-up? Or hey, you know, do you want to come and um, set up a stall at our event? And it was just amazing. Um, the, the, I didn't even realise that that many people sort of like gave a shit, to be honest, but it was really nice. We actually did three pop-ups over the weekend. So uh, <laughs> so uh, we had a Friday night at the Two Queers Comedy Festival. Um, so the two, two Queers are Brendan and Jenna, and they are just the most phenomenal people. They are so incredibly funny, and they themselves are just absolutely iconic. So we did a pop-up with them on Friday night at their show at the Paddington Town Hall. Um, on Saturday, our beautiful friend Sammy at the Rodrigo Lounge, which is an amazing boutique in Sydney, reached out to us and said, hey, would you like to come and do a pop-up here? And so we did that. Um, and it was really, really fun. Um, I, haven't, I haven't been in a retail store in a really long time and it was really, it was, it's a lot different, but it's, it was really fun. And then yesterday, um, our beautiful friend, et cetera, et cetera, organized a event at the Imperial, which was off the chain. Uh, we had drag jelly wrestling, the Bobby Goldsmith Foundation came down. We had a few small businesses there as well. Uh, and the vibe was incredible. We kicked off at about midday and it was still going at 11 o'clock last night. Even though we did three times the amount of events that we normally would on, on that weekend, um, it was so stress-free. Um, we had people coming from two, three hours away to come and support us yesterday, which was really, really cool. We had people come up from like Wollongong and Shell Harbour. We had some people come down from Newcastle who were like, hey, we just saw on your Instagram that, you know, 
you guys were going to be here and that they were going to be doing jelly wrestling and stuff. And it was really, really cool. Drag jelly wrestling is a time. All I have to say is 2024 needs to be the year of drag wrestling, of drag jelly wrestling. You know, when you when you lose an eyelash halfway through a bout and it's, you know, that's the only thing on your mind, it's great. Um, we did donations to, to Bobby Goldsmith yesterday. Um, we also had another another smaller pop-up at the Duke Hotel, which was a mainly trans organisations that were there. And so we, we were doing like donations to them as well, because obviously they lost out on their funding for the weekend. So, you know, it, it was sort of, it was nice for us to be out and about, but it was also nice to be able to give back to the community as well. I love that. I can get behind some drag jelly wrestling for sure. I just keep thinking, what would happen to your padding? It'd get very <laughs> it'd soggy. It'd get very soggy and absorb everything. That was Bella from Harlot Starlet. We're talking this morning uh, about how Sydney's community have pivoted post Fair Day cancellation. And the next chat we're having is with Victor from Emerald City Kickball. We're going to talk about how they ended up creating a day where a group of Sydney sporting groups could come together for the Friends of Emerald Play Day. Love the sound of a play day. You're on Joy Breakfast. My personal plans were to volunteer for the kickball Fair Day stall that we do every year. We've been doing it for a little while. And in the similar fashion that we did in midsummer, we go, we do a bit of community outreach, talk to people about what is kickball, um, let people play with the ball as well, and just try to show people what our community is all about. Fair Day is a great opportunity to do that community outreach, but not only to that, but it's also about finding people that are looking for community, that have just moved to Sydney, that are coming from regional parts of New South Wales or even Australia, that are trying to connect to what being queer or being part of the LGBTQIA plus, that's a mouthful, community is all about and how they can best see themselves represented in other places. I woke up on Wednesday morning to a bunch of messages from people within the league and friends saying, oh my God, Friday's cancelled. This is awful. We all had plans to go, to listen to music, to do a picnic. Um, but we also had volunteers ready to come on the day. So we were all very bummed by the fact that it got cancelled. And our events lead, Zach Krause, reached out thinking, how can we use our platform to maybe bring an alternative to this event, a, a way that brings us all together and that we still get to enjoy all the great things about Friday? What do we do? How do we do this? Um, great, maybe we can do community outreach. Would other leagues be interested? And then in a matter of minutes, we were we had the convicts, the rangers, and other sporting organizations around Sydney saying they would be very interested to participate in something like that. And it all happened. And then three days later, here we are with an event that basically outreached other sporting communities within Sydney. The idea of the event was to bring all of these sporting leagues to do a demonstration, but also to talk to the community, particularly the community of Wallara, which is our house um, where we play. Emerald City Kingpool plays in Rushcutters Bay Park uh, most Sundays, um, three seasons a year. And we wanted to bring this new alternative to Friday to, to the community. Um, we had the convicts, the wrestling teams, the rangers do performance exhibition games and for people to sit down and picnic and see that the sports are actually not that scary. We wanted people to maybe even break away from the fear that they have sometimes to join a team sport. And like, we get it, we've all been picked on when we were kids because maybe you were different, maybe you were not the most athletic. And having this community event being shown that there's people like you, there's people that might not be the most athletic people in the world that also play sports, that also find friends through these communities. That's what the event was about. 
I think the tug of war was probably my favorite. There was something so beautiful about seeing all of the sporting communities just coming together in this tiny spot to support their own groups in something that was, yes, competitive, but at the same time that you felt the camaraderie of respecting the other league that's in front of you. Like we had our league also do a little outreach to make sure that everybody got a chance to play. Some people from the front runners, kickball, et cetera, decided to do an all women's tug of war as well. It's it it felt inclusive. It felt like it was for everyone. It felt like everybody could get involved. And that's what we're all about. Both from a further perspective and from uh, who we are at Emerald City Kickball, our, it's part of our ethos to create these spaces for everyone to congregate and everyone within the LGBTQ community. It did feel very special. I remember that at first I was so overwhelmed by how much work this involves. Me and Zach were jumping on calls every other hour. And then as, as it was coming together, there was something so beautiful that overtook us. We had um, Nadina Dixon do a welcome to country as well to start the day. And I think I really felt that connection to not only the land, but also the people in the communities that got us away to show who they are. I remember someone from a different sporting um, league came to me and said that this is the first time they felt that they didn't have to fight for attention, but instead everybody got an opportunity to show what their games are all about. It was it was beautiful beyond words. It, it was quite special. If you're anybody out there that's thinking about finding community or just trying to find your feet within the rainbow community, I would say take a chance on sports. And if you're someone from Canberra or Melbourne and you're interested in Emerald City Kickball, reach out. We're looking for excited, like kid, eager volunteers that want to take the league further. We have big plans to expand and we want to bring our community to you. Joy. And we are rounding out our morning of finding out how Sydney gay and lesbians Mardi Gras pivoted, communities pivoted post-fair day by having a little bit of a chat uh, with Michael from Sydney Gay and Irish. Now, normally Michael would be spending fair day meeting community, hanging out with friends, dancing in the park. But obviously with fair day's cancellation on the weekend, Michael had to find another way to kick off his Mardi Gras with style. Fair day for me is usually the day that I get to see people that I haven't necessarily seen from one end of the year to the next. You know, the, that whole idea of picnic in park just brings everybody out and really just kind of really allows you to kind of just bump into people as you're walking around, looking at stalls, chatting to friends, listening to whatever's going on in the background and just having a bit of fun in a kind of a nice outside community setting. It was the loss of the day because it's, it is that sort of big opening day for Mardi Gras and for Sydney sort of Mardi Gras. Um, being involved with the Sydney Queer Irish, which is a community-based uh, organisation, you know, not too dissimilar to a lot of retailers and others, it kind of meant that our big day of, of stall and attracting members and just reaching out and getting our name out there was also lost. There was definitely disappointment with when, when it was first announced. Our co-chair, Rudder Loretta, she suddenly messaged the uh, the committee's group chat and basically said that we we will have a pop-up stall at the Newtown. That happened sort of within a day of the news breaking. Um, so that led us to, in some respects, just re pivot our plans to instead of bumping into Fairday and, and into the park, we bumped into. Uh, the Newtown Hotel, which was a bit of an interesting one because there was air conditioning, which we don't have at the park. 
<laughs> there was three stalls um, at the Newtown. So beside us was a non-binary clothing uh, U-boy girl. Um, they had one of the windows um, on, on, on the street. We were immediately next door to them. And then behind us was the Sydney Women's Baseball League. So there was a nice, you know, gaggle, gaggle of us all in that space. And some of my friends and I from, from the committee, we were hanging at the front, you know, accosting, for want of a better word, the, uh, the, uh, the passers-by. We had fans, it was a particularly humid day, so we were using fans and fanning people to, to draw people in and bring people into the pub and into our stall and into the others around us. Um, and it was just a nice way to kind of meet people. Um, I think the biggest difference that I would have noticed was early in the morning, it was your typical sort of King Street crowd. But then as the day progressed, you know, the, the kind of the, the mix changed a little bit and people started to come back to King Street, you know, as though fair day had happened and they started to kind of walk down the street, you know, started to come into the new town and to weather bars along uh, along this along King Street as, as as people usually would. I think I'm old enough to remember the old shop to be dropped on uh, on Oxford Street, and I think there was an element of that absolutely. Like I liked how people pivoted, groups pivoted, community groups, the community pivoted uh, and supported you know not just King Street but also uh, and the stores on King Street, but also. And, um, you know, there was the sports day at a Russ Cutters Bay Park, et cetera. Like, I, I kind of liked how everybody scrambled to do something and, and not, you know, all was not lost. Um, and, you know, ultimately it was a good, it was a good response to an interesting situation. It certainly changed the build. And, um, you know, like right behind me, actually, my partner is madly building out stuff for the parade. Um, but. We were able to connect with community on, on King Street that we were able to say, you know, we are part of the parade, St. Queer Irish. We did meet Irish people who, who didn't know that we we existed. So that's always the positive and, and, and the good thing and the strong thing about what we do. For me, Verde, in whatever form it takes, always frames and kicks off Mardi Gras and the Mardi Gras season. So to answer your question, you know, yes, it did shape and starts to build the excitement. And, um, and I think it's just going to continue building from here. That was Michael from Sydney Gay and Irish letting us know how they pivoted with the cancellation of Fair Day to be able to kick off their Sydney Gay and Lesbian Mardi Gras with pizzazz and style. You're on Joe Breakfast with Rach and Dean. Hey, I'm Rach. And I'm Dean. And I hope you enjoyed this little snippet of the fun we bring to air as a part of Joy Breakfast during weekdays. Don't forget to tune in from 7 till 9am or like and subscribe to the Joy Podcast. And keep yourself out loud and proud. Thanks for listening to another Joy Podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.